This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. You know, out in Nevada near the silver mines, there's a kind-hearted woman. She's looking so fine, always taking care of her community, bringing folks together as a cup of tea. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. And welcome to this week's episode of City Talk. I'm about town, Deb, your host. I'm so happy to be here. But before we start, I want to thank phoenixmedia.us. Christian, our guru behind the scenes who keeps us all looking so good and keeps us flowing. So without him, we wouldn't be us here, zooming all over the place. I also want to thank my amazing sponsors, Kim Surratt. Hey, hey Surratt Law Practice. We love Kim. Kirk Lord with Gratis Gives. They're always giving back through their credit card processing, and we all use our credit cards, probably now more than ever. So it's nice to know that you're donating a portion back each time you swipe. I want to thank them. And I want to thank, look at my beautiful set right here. It's so it's pretty. Yep. It's a heart. There's a wine one from Neil Cahill of Half Cast. So I'm excited. So those are our main thank yous. But my biggest thank you is my co-host, Britton Griffith, Vice President Hi. of Reno yeah. on the board of ENYAP, which we'll tell you what that means in a minute. And <laughs> the heart of Reno, the heart of Reno, and my friend. So welcome you, to my co-host. And I'm going to let you introduce our beautiful guest. I Kim, so I am so excited today. Um, we were going to be filming at our president of Nevada Youth Empowerment Project's office, which is Marilyn York. So thank you, Marilyn. But we just now, like 10 minutes ago, had a little bit of a, a jump around. So thanks to Debbie and Monica, my basement flooded. So I'm now at home. Oh, and, what did I do? What did you do? Uh, so I no, thank you guys for being so patient. I don't know what I do. We're all here remotely, which means instead of us getting to check out um, Marilyn's office, she's out today, and we have Monica on, who's our executive director and founder of Nevada Youth Empowerment Project. So, Monica, do you want to give a quick hello? And um, how long has Enya been around now? We've been around since 2007, and thank you for inviting me today, Debbie, and thank you, Britton, for just hanging in there with us over the years as we're trying to, you know, just kind of create a whole new approach to how we're empowering uh, young women in the community. But yeah, we are, September will put us into, geez, 2007, so we'll be looking at, what, 15 years we've been open. Wow. So awesome. When you say 15 years, that is incredible. It's a milestone. I I love it. And I love that 15 years, if you think about how many young women who have been affected and have carried on that tradition and have touched somebody else, so that really doubles and triples and quadruples the amount of goodness that you guys have done. Right. Yeah, that's part special. And now, 15 years later, we have stories that have, you know, mm-hmm. gone on and on. You know, it's not a trial period or, you know, we've been around just a little while. We have you know, accountability that now we can prove over over a decade, almost two decades. Right. Wow. There's really cool. Yeah, there's no more powerful testament to the um, 
the the effectiveness of the program than just running into one of our graduates in the community. We have a lot of girls that have gone through the program and really have benefited from it one way or another. And they're in our community contributing back in some way through working, volunteering. Um, it's been just really cool kind of turning kids from, you know, sitting in doorways to actually maybe working at the business and, you know, kind of wasting their days away to volunteering or wasting their days away to finishing school and getting a good paying job. And so it's definitely been rewarding. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, we've hired some people at Reno Engineering over ah, the years, some yeah. of our gals. Well, you know, <laughs> I have to say it's a kind of my heart just dropped when you said kids hanging out in doorways. Like, I know. When you said that, my yeah. heart just like, and I see that. I mean, we all, no matter what, no matter what city we live in. So we're, it's about town, Deb, my town, your town, any town, let's connect. So if you're connecting with us, this is not just about Reno. This happens in every city. So Monica, I think it's really important that you can share with us when we, as we continue this interview about the, the girls that we have, but they may not all even be from Reno. They could have traveled to Reno thinking they were going to get sure. a job and, and adventure on. So I'm, I'm grateful that you've given a child, a young adult that's from a doorstep to actually a bed in a room with people who care about them. It's wonderful that you guys are doing that. Yeah, these kids matter. They all matter. Whether they're doing something or not doing something, they matter. And it's really important that we help them find a trajectory for their life and help them reach their fullest potential. Ah, okay. Well, we have two minutes left, so I'm just going to catch up a little bit about where we've been and what we're doing. So when we come back, we're going to be all about Enya. I love the word. I love Enya. I probably need to be saying Nevada Youth Empowerment. No, no, no. Nevada Youth Empowerment Project straight to Enya. Now everybody knows. Our friends call us Enya, Debbie. So call us That's what I call you guys. Um, But I just want to say there's a lot (laughs) happening in our community right now, and we're opening back up. And um, I just want to give a shout out of next Tuesday, the 13th. I hope it's Tuesday the 13th. We are pairing up with Mari Chewies and Crystal Basin. Instead of saying tapas, there's another word, but I don't want to mess it up. So I'm going to say tapas, but it's not. It's bonitas or something. I don't know. Um, And wine. Melissa, how do you say it? Uh, Botanas. Botanas. So what does bonita mean? Hopefully that's not a word I should pretty. Okay. Bonita is pretty for female. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to have a pretty wine dinner. Yeah. But we're having a wine dinner and it's, and we're really happy that we all get together. So um, I'm excited about that. We just miss seeing everyone. Chewy's was an original um, Together We Are One stop. Yes, Chewy's was. And Chewy, I've known Chewy for over 20 years. So it's nice for me to have my first official About Town Deb wine label launched officially at a wine dinner at Chewy. So we're going to say cheers to that, take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Monica and to Britain, and we want to hear all about their experiences with Enyap and how they are making a difference with all of our young women in our community. So it's about Tom Deb with City Talk today with my amazing guests, Britton and Monica. We'll be right back after this break. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back to the second segment of City Talk. And I'm about town Deb, actually, Debbie McCarthy, your host. And we are here today with one of my amazing friends and co-hosts, Britton Griffith. And she is invited. Hi, Hi Britton, the executive director <laughs> founder of NYAP, which is a very, very, very important part of our local community right here in Reno, Nevada. So if you are listening and you're not from Reno, stay tuned because you know what? You may be able to get an amazing organization like NYAP right in your backyard. So we oh want you to gosh. stay tuned. Wouldn't that be amazing if we if could, we could get, NYAP. if we could, I always tell, so does Marilyn, we, if we could duplicate Monica into five thousand well, robots we have a much more planet yeah so that is why we are here today we want to try to duplicate monica yeah so before we duplicate her britain i would love you to reintroduce her and then go from there yeah so i love monica i think monica did i join i joined the board with you guys eight years ago now been a long time. Is that right? Yeah. So I know how much Monica is amazing and wonderful, but not everybody does. So Monica, how did you start? And yep, in your background, and you're a local, just barely, right? You and Haley are from where? Gardnerville? Hawthorne. Hawthorne. But you know what? There are so many amazing people in Reno. There really are. We have a lot of really cool people right now that are doing really cool, innovative ideas with uh, social problems in town. And, you know, I was born and raised in Hawthorne, Nevada, little town, two, three thousand people. And um, I kind of grow grew up wondering why we weren't learning certain things in school, uh, thinking, you know, similarly to a lot of other people that, you know, teachers get the brunt of it, like they're supposed to teach us everything pretty much. Um, And now that I'm a little bit older, I see that, you know, there that really isn't a role for teachers to be teaching, you know, young people how to fill out applications and things like that. It's probably more of a parenting role. But I've discovered that there's a large group of young people who don't really have parents and don't have positive adults to turn to. Um, And so uh, that drove me to opening up a residential based program for young people who were parentless, um, specifically women, young women. Um, who wanted to finish school, wanted to get a good paying job, but just didn't know how to do it, didn't have a safe place to be, didn't have positive adults to turn to. Um, They were being served by other agencies. It just wasn't comprehensive enough. It wasn't enough help. Um, And we have found a little niche and we have found that there's a lot of young women that need what we have to offer. So Monica, when you say youth, remind everybody that's watching what age group that is. Yeah, I should be careful. When I say youth, I use the federal definition of youth, which is anyone that's under 24 years old. Um, and then when you you get down into children, children's age, you know, infant age, minor age. But I'm really talking about like 18 to 24 year olds. Yeah. Who are so that's kind of our that's kind of our different for um, people that are watching. Like 18 and under is a minor. Yes. 18 to 24 is our youth is our youth category. Yeah, and you kind of hone in on young people who are parentless or unsupported. That's mm-hmm. you know just and then so and a lot of your data I know Debbie was going to bring this one up is um, when we count you know you we were talking when we were on a break how did you know you know who to serve and what services they needed or why were they service resistant which is what a lot of people hear you know that people didn't they didn't want to be helped but a lot of times we're just asking the wrong questions it's not that they don't want help they just need it in a different platform so Boy, you just opened up. Service resistance is not real. That's not real. Uh, Service resistance is an excuse that providers use for why they can't get anywhere with someone. 
Um, but what we have to figure out are positive motivators, uh, positive consequences. In many cases, people are, are receive a positive consequence for doing a negative action. I'll give you an example. If we're doing a sweep along the river and we tell people we're going to be sweeping here in five days and then we don't come and sweep and they just stay there, that in a way is a positive reinforcer psychologically. Um, and we do a lot of that, uh, whether we realize it or not. And we really have to get a handle on all that. And when we do that, we'll see less and less and less service resistance. Mm -hmm. But um, we're kind of trying to push uh, square pegs through round holes. And when right. it doesn't go, we say they're service resistant. Mm -hmm. now, can, I, uh, can I ask a question? A, a couple years back, I volunteered, or I still volunteer for um, Volunteers of America. I love VOA. I love VOA. <laughs> and a couple years back, I'm bad at time. It could have been three or four years back. Um, we, we had a group of us in the community who went homeless for 72 hours. That's right. You did do that. I did that. Yeah. And I was surprised at the number of, like, actually, we saw a lot of 16 to 24-year-olds. And they were kind of, they formed their own family and they bonded with each other. And um, when you when you go out there and when you're reaching out to them, you know, what what was the reaction you were getting? I was getting that they were either thrown out or they were coming to Reno for a better life, a job. But they per, they kind of hung out with they that they formed their own family down by the river. So how do you get them from there to get them to come over and try to get help with you guys? Well, homelessness is multi-determined, so it's usually not caused by one thing. There's uh, multiple things going on. What I've learned at Enyep is that most of the time, young people are getting in their own way. Um, and what I mean by that is you might have a great opportunity for them, but they're not showing up on time for it. And then when that plays out, the way they report that back is that you were mean to them. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times you kind of really need to be there and hear both sides to see how a young person is getting in their way. And anyone in the streets usually will create their own support network in the streets, youth included. Um, and and it's dangerous out there. And being alone is not really the way that you want to be. You also don't usually want to be sober. And that's why you see such high um, use out in the streets too, is like who wants to be sober during that experience, you know? Yeah. And so the streets in and of itself, I had read a study somewhere that said 44 days in the streets and the chaos of the streets will infect you. If you're, even if you're a clear headed, you know, great operating person, there, the chaos out there gets inside of you. And you will behave in ways that you probably wouldn't behave if you weren't homeless. Mm -hmm. And so I try not to, to think too much about what they're doing out in the streets. I just try to think about, you know, that they're here today. They're ready to make a change today. And what are all the, the ways that we're going to address all the, the things that are contributing to their homelessness? But they have to be willing to do the work. Well, you know, when you talk also about doing the work, I mean, I've been, you know, with your organization, it seems like the, the youth are also giving back and they're volunteering. Yes. So I think that's important as part of what they do. So when they come in, I, I mean, like, so how, how do they reach out to you if from the time they, they get to your, to the home, to where they're at, and then on the streets volunteering and how they can impact other youth? How does that whole routine go? 
Well, they're usually referred in by somewhere. So we get referrals from VOA, from the Eddie House, private referrals from Washoe County Social Services, from Foster Children's Cabinet. Anyone who's dealing with someone that's between 18 and 24 that may be homeless, female, we're working with them generally. When they come in, we do a four to six hour uh, skills, talents, and interests assessment on them so we could start helping them build out their plan. Uh, from there, there's going to be some interests in there that are tied to volunteer sites. And then we have supervised volunteer sites in town. Uh, we send them to those so, uh, those supervised volunteer sites. We collect weekly feedback on them. And so we're able to redirect them when they come home about any kind of negative feedback that or constructive feedback that was given on them. But the, the most important thing about going to the volunteer site is that they start to see that there are problems larger than themselves. They start to see that they can connect to things larger than themselves. They get to come home and go, I got to help Billy learn how to read today at Head Start versus just being so focused on what's going on with them all the time. They get to worry about somebody else. They get to be of service to someone else. So yeah. the volunteering is super important. But Debbie, last this last year, all the volunteer sites have been so unpredictable because of COVID. COVID. So what we've been doing is making masks. And so each girl makes 20 masks a week that we give out to seniors and to uh, people that are on lower tiers that aren't getting the medical masks. I love that. So I'm going to ask Matt. I know he's not in camera view. Matt, do you have any questions? Come on over. Pull up your chair. I'm going to have Matt join us for the show. All right. Come on, Matt, he's going to join us because I feel like Matt just turned 23 and he might be a little too tall for my camera. I may have to adjust this a little bit. Hey, Matt. There we go. Okay. So Matt, you know, you, you, you've been listening and checking us out and you know, you're at UNR and I know that you're out and about in the community and you've got young friends so do you have any questions that you can ask or you want to ask? My first question is, do you have a some form of a selection process when you select people? Because I'm looking through your website and it looks like you have how you do housing and stuff like that for people. How do you select someone who's, let's say, 18 in this or someone who's 20 in this? What is what goes into that process? So I'm not sure how much time you got to spend on there, but there's an actual um, intake that you fill out. And so there's questions that you basically agree to or don't agree to. If you don't agree to certain things in our program, then you can't move in. And so you usually this, the choice to come in is voluntary, but once you come in, all of the programming is mandatory. Um, if I were to just give you a free place to stay and left to your own demise, outcomes probably aren't gonna be much different than what um, a young person is getting right now on their own. I guess my question should have been, Let's say you have 50 people who agree okay. to everything you guys want. And you only have 15 yeah. spots. How yeah. do you make that? What goes into oh, that? Oh, how do we choose? Yeah. First, exactly. come, first come, first serve. If it's like that, it's whoever it's whoever comes in first. So if you apply today and you're really homeless, like you aren't staying at the Eddie house, you're not at VOA. I'm going to interview you like right away. I don't want you to be homeless any longer, you know, but if you're not appropriate for the program, the last thing you need is another rejection is another move all yeah. your stuff in, set your room up to just be kicked out in two days because you can't um, do what the program requires you to do. So we really do try to try to assess and make sure that they understand what they're coming into. Even our program agreement is a reiteration of a, the tour, the handbook. Like we're trying to get an agreement several you different know. times. Now yeah, with a lot of young people, they think that, you know, notifications are negotiations. They're not. Contracts are not negotiations. They're, they're contracts. 
Um, and so for for a lot of young people, they're getting to learn that for the first time in our program where they really are getting treated like a young adult. OK, mm-hmm. well, with that negotiations, I can't negotiate a break. Yes. So I'm, <laughs> we're gonna, we are going to take another break and we will be right back. We'd love you to chime in. If you're watching, put replay. We adore you. We, we can't wait to hear your feedback. It's about town. Deb. We'll be right back for our next segment. With about town Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now back to the show. And welcome back back to the show. I love I have to say, DD James, go to ddjames.com. He is an amazing singer, songwriter, amazing friend. And actually, he wants to perform in Reno. So if you know any places that are looking for acoustic guitar players, he does a lot of 70s and 80s. He has his own songs as well, but a great cover cover guy as well and loves to get the people moving, as you can tell. He did that literally in like 20 minutes. I texted him and said, hey, I need a theme song. I, I went to Safeway, and by the time I was checking out, he had sent me that version. So oh, wow. He- Incredible. He just asked me a few questions. You either shop really slow or he writes very fast. A little I don't really look <laughs> at my refrigerator. You can ask my intern because he's at some point he's gonna post a little something about that. I don't have much. So I would just I think I chat with all the people in the store. Anyway, but um anyway, I'm just grateful for all the partnerships I have. And speaking of the partnerships that I have, good segue. <laughs> Britton, you you and I both, and also Monica, we are very blessed in this community to have partnered with so many local businesses. And one of the businesses, and I know it's your family, so I'm just going to throw it out there, Reno Engineering. You guys are always on the forefront of helping the community, um, various nonprofits. And in the building world, you guys have your hands in there quite a bit. So I personally, and from Monica, we want to say thank you to your family, you, your mom, your dad. And your employees. So I, you know, I know it's your family, but share a little bit about what you guys are doing and then share about some of the other local businesses. Yeah. So we are celebrating over 30 years now in Reno. Uh, We do civil design and development, uh, which is the owner is my dad, Vince. So I get to um, be lucky enough to work with my dad every day. Not everybody can work with family and we work really well together. So that's a good thing. Um, And one of the most exciting things we've done in a while, um, we've built, you know, big, huge industrial parks, Tahoe Reno Industrial Center and the Tesla site and Switch and Panasonic. Um, But we are working with a project right now with Nevada Youth Empowerment Project and Trekkie Meadows Housing Solutions, which is a new program that Monica developed in their board. And we are teaming up with Isel Homes, Jake's Entertainment, and some fantastic, huge donors that are doing things for Enyapet you know, it was a dream for Monica and the board members and the girls and people that have um, supported us over the years. So Monica has been working on this for a couple of years now with the city of Reno um, and are great partners. And I'll let her tell you a little bit more about how Turkey Meadows Housing got started and then this really cool project, which is happening, which is kind of unreal. I'm so excited. Okay. I don't get super excited about a lot of stuff, but I am super excited about this. This would not be possible without Reno Engineering and Vince Griffith. Seriously, he he really has pushed 
this project to make sure that it keeps moving. We've really had a lot of trouble with this. You're going to see something coming out in the paper soon um, about our false start that we had a couple years ago with shipping containers. But we've since uh, shifted gears because when we have young women ready to move out of our program, there's nowhere affordable in town for them to move to. So we had to build our own affordable housing. And so we are building a gen den. We are wait, wait, so excited. again, Jen, what, what is Jen? Jen? It is an intergenerational housing complex. So half of it is going to be um, uh, having seniors living in it. And the other half are going to be graduates from our program. And oh. the graduates from our program are going to, to volunteer for the seniors each week, a number of hours to get discounted rent. And the seniors will be able to get some extra help that they desperately need in our resource scarce community. And so we are so excited about this, but I'm telling you, it would not be possible without Reno engineering, without lifestyle homes, without Peter and Bob listener, they have gone all in on this. They are doing it at cost for us without Jacob's family foundation. Jacob's family foundation is funding over half of the property um, of the development. We cannot even express how grateful we are and how instrumental this is going to be, not just in the girls' lives, but the seniors' lives who are going to be able to live here as permanent housing. Um, and then I just wanna build more of low income affordable housing so that our graduates and people like Matt have places to live while they go to college. Uh, Isn't this I, dynamic so cool, Deb? So we have like, the different generations. We have so many people working together. It's just, it's the coolest, it's the coolest project. So hashtag, together we are one heart again. So yeah. when this whole pandemic started, I was like, together one heart. People are like, oh, that's only going to last a month. I'm like, oh, no, this is the whole universe. Like, we are always going to be together. But when you said Jen Den, I totally, when you told me what it meant, I'm like, I feel like the Energizer Bunny right now because I care. I was a caregiver for my dad for 10 years. And and even before I had children, I volunteered in a senior home and I got like tons of hours. I love, love, love seniors. And I love young adults. So for me, you couldn't have picked, like you just made my day so bright. Those are my favorite populations, the seniors and the young adults coming in. I love They're it. All the bookends. They hold our community together. It's the new people coming into the mainstream and the old people that built the, what they're leaving. I mean, they built this community for us. We owe them for them to have affordable housing. Matt, what, what do you have to say about that? Because you're, I'm the senior now and he's a young adult. So <laughs> you I'm just being honest. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like it's going to be highly beneficial to anyone who's trying to, you know, get set up and someone like myself, who's, you know, getting ready to graduate and figuring out where to go. Probably the scariest part is housing in a sense. Yeah. That's, that's someone coming from who just, I'm this close to graduating college. You know, I, I have a job. I'm in a little bit of a different situation. I can only imagine what it would be for someone in a different situation than mine. Yeah, I see you, Matt, though. I'm trying hard to work on the low income and that we just need to bridge for people that are coming out of college till they get that good paying job. Yeah. It, the gaps are just so huge right now in housing that it's really hard for young people to stay in this community. Yeah, that no, makes sense. I, I, uh, I'm hoping, but yeah, I know that the scariest parts like until you find the job, really, until right. you make that right. job. Oh, I just, I love having Matt here. And last week I had Sienna. And for me, this is a huge part. I think this needs to be a part of my show every week. I feel like it's important to have our youth with us and to hear their voice. I mean, we all have a voice no matter where we are at, you know, 
wherever we are, we need to have a voice. So you're also providing a voice for these young women. So when they're with you and they're hanging out at home, what, what like, are they learning to cook? Are they, how, how does it work in the home? How does it work when they're living there? We actually have a 13 component curriculum that we push out daily and weekly. So they have chores to do every day. They have cooking, they have shopping, they have shopping on a budget, they have meal planning, typing, mixed martial arts, um, and they receive points for assignments that they turn in and programming that they go to. Um, and then they uh, get points taken away for undesirable behavior. And then they purchase things with their points like Uber rides and cell phone payments and right now rides and out of town trips. And so we've created a token economy, which token economies have been around since the 70s. Um, and they're backed up by empirical studies. And so we use a token economy to create a false motivation until achievements create a real motivation. What is considered an undesirable uh, loss? Like if you're getting token away, what is that? Sure. For? Is it someone not doing a chore or, or what? Uh, for several days in a row. It's not for one day. So the fine list is only about six things long. Uh, we don't really like to focus on negative behavior. We like to focus on positive behavior. Um, so if you just aren't, don't want to clean, you don't want to do your part, you don't want to contribute to the household, our program's probably not a good fit for you um, because everyone in the house has to participate in order for the house to work. And so some of those things might be an after hours call. If I have to come down because you're screaming at another housemate at one o'clock in the morning about something petty, I'm going to fine you for that. Um, if you uh, didn't do your chore for several days in a row, I'm going to fine you for that. If you left a mess, I'm going to fine you for that. I yeah, know as my, I know as myself with roommates and stuff like that. I mean, we all I, I'm very good friends with all of them, but we're all at each other's necks sometimes. <laughs> How do you keep kind of a court, court cohesive uh, household and, and group and everything? Sure. Uh, consistency, structure, routines, and accountability. And once you start letting one person get away with not cleaning up after themselves and the person next door thinks they don't have to, and then it just all culminates into problems. So we address things very quickly. Everything's on a rotation. Everyone has to do their part. So I worked with a behavioral psychologist to create this program. And he told me that when you're raising a child, what you want your child to end up being is a good roommate. Wow. So we, that's what we work on is creating a good roommate at yet. So somebody who comes in and says, Matt, can I help with the, the dishes? Matt, can I help with dinner? Hey, I'll grab that. Who wouldn't like that guy? That's fair. I yeah. totally would like that person. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of that person. Hey, can I help? I think yeah. it's always good to lend that helping hand. Right. You know, since we're talking about um, personalities and different traits, I want to bring a little bit in about Miss Marilyn because she's not here. And I was looking at her bio and on her website. And I just think that this, you know, she is quick witted, number one. And I think having a sense of humor when you're living in the home is also um, important. But this is what they said about her. And I think it's cool. Um, tough is still under adversity. Like these kids are have a lot of adversity. Um, tenderly compassionate and one who encourages people. Dedicated to a fault, often going the last mile without food or rest and then going another mile. Marilyn has been taught the master formula for getting what you want, which follows, which follows in case, I'm not saying the right, the master formula for getting what you want, which follows in case you would like a little more success. You may have everything you want provided to you. Know precisely what you want, have a specific goal, want it intensely. Relentlessly pursue it with confidence and expectations. Be willing to pay full price, although the price, full price is often not required. But I think that 
it's amazing that you have Marilyn on your team and she has these qualities that she could teach to the youth. And I know she's a hands-on leader. So I'm excited when we come back to talk about your fundraising that you're going to be doing, because one of them is the fall festival, which one is, which was the first one that I was involved with. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's about time to have a city talk. Stay tuned. Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And we are back for the fourth and final segment of this excellent conversation we've had today. We are with Britton and her special guest today, Deb. Hi. I'm excited. It goes so fast. We've got Monica with us too. I am so excited to be able to support and have Matt here with me. So I'm going to let Matt has a couple more questions. We were talking at break because it is about the youth and it's about empowering. And Matt is in that age range. So I'm going to let Matt ask a few more questions. So one of my things I was curious, do you guys rely solely on donations, private funding, anything like that? Or do you get grants from the state? What, how exactly does the funding aspect work of your, all your projects you guys put together? Such a good question. Yeah, it is. We work with willing and capable young women who would otherwise be homeless. So we actually are fully funded by private dollars. We receive no government funding, but interestingly enough, only 1.6% of all donations go to women's or girls organizations. And those mostly go to reproductive health. So we're just not intentionally giving to organizations that develop women. We just don't in this country. That's pretty shocking. I had no idea. Isn't it? It's a crazy statistic. Yeah. And you had another question, I think a follow-up with that. I think my follow-up would kind of be as, as you do rely solely on funding from the community and from those who are interested in what you do. What would you say would be the way that someone, they have $5, if they have $100, if they have no dollars, what would be the way to help you guys out, continue to do what you do. Um, if, if they have money, go to our website and make a donation. If that's, you know, the way you want to help us, if you can advocate or do technology or anything like that, call me, I'll definitely plug you in somewhere that we need some help. Um, if you want to come over and uh, contribute some sort of a professional training or class to the girls, we're always open for that too. We like to put things on the calendar two weeks out so they have notice and they can, you know, get that in, but there's a way you can contribute back. These girls are not my girls. They are our girls. These kids are our kids. Everyone needs to jump in and help. Yeah. I love that too, Matt. That's such a good question too, because especially now a lot of people are like, well, I don't have any extra money or, you know, I'm doing this, but maybe you have extra time because, you know, the pandemic or job situations that change, there's so many ways to help. That if you just follow us on social media platforms, um, follow Monica or I, um, we do little mini fundraisers on the year. Um, then we've got a big golf tournament that Monica can touch on and a fall festival that we really rely on. But we need the community as a whole repeatedly to make sure that they're, you know, they're accountable and sustainable so that our program can keep going and growing, hopefully. Um, as we grow as a community, we without this, you know, base platform, we're really going to have some huge cracks that people can fall through. 
Right. And Britain, Britain just reminded me, we actually have a partnership with Karma Box Project mm-hmm. where we go out once a week on the river right now um, to clean on Monday mornings. But we then go back on Friday afternoons and we try to connect with young women. And what we're doing is we're just trying to build connections and relationships so that when they are ready to make those changes, they know who to call and they know where to go. Mm-hmm. So the girls themselves are out yeah. cleaning up the river on Monday mornings. Yes. I mean, I'm barely out of bed on a Monday morning because they're the worst. And so just as a reminder, like what makes them up so different? It's the fact that they're just like this continuous ecosystem of helping people be them their best selves so that they can come out and make their surroundings better and not just for themselves, for everybody. I mean, they're they're the greatest girls you'll meet that okay, or young so, women, really. It's not fair to call so Britain, Britain, I I have a challenge for us. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? Yeah. And Melissa, whoever else is out there, I think that on a Monday morning, which is so hard for me to get up early. I think think we should do it. You know, I I think it's important for us as leaders in the community to show that we care and we can all say, Hey, look what they're doing. Hey, donate. But you know what? Hey, get up in the morning and go out there and pick up whatever we need to pick up. Yeah. What is great? You know, Grant, Grant always got some really good phrases from Carmbox. So we'll go out and follow him around. But if you're, if you got to get dirty to do the work and there's, I love, I love Grant. So we will, um, I think we should make that a challenge and we'll organize it. So Melissa's over here. My amazing Melissa. Hello. Say hello. She's working away. Melissa, wrangle Debbie and I in, and I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think that definitely that would be something. It would show other people that there's ways that they could give back, whether it's, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you can walk by a piece of trash and you can let it go or you can pick it up. I mean, yeah. I know we got and that's a great way to meet the girls in the program, out of the program. I love because that. Like Monica said, it's just building relationships and friendships. And there's there's you know, these women, you connect with them sometimes and then you form a, a real bond that's long lasting. You can check in with them and you never know when your paths will cross again. So having met them once, I you know. might just see them at grocery store later. Or you have a job opening for them later or you connect at a different intersection. So it's just it's a I really special, it. easy way to get to know people. So if right. you don't want to pick up trash and do that and meet them that way, what are, some the, what, what are some of the upcoming fundraisers? We all know. Yeah, so since we're right now up. on my Instagram, it says to raise $100. I don't know why it picked $100 for me. That's <laughs> not very fair. But um, we'll be hosting with Black Needs, um, uh, the Need Company down on uh, the Brewery District. So I'll be hosting a Schitt's Creek Trivia Night next Thursday. But that's just kind of a QA on Instagram right now. We'll start doing little teasers from here into this week about learning about Enya. You know, learning about uh, Schitt's Creek, the TV show is a kind of a fun way to learn more about Enya and donate. So because of COVID, very limited seats, go and register um, through Black Meat's Instagram or the Eventbrite or just go on my page and donate to Enya directly, which is even easier. So whatever town you're in. And then Monica, we've got a golf tournament. I don't know if you guys know this, but people love to golf. So he works at a golf course. We are doing, we're kind of doing the recreation of the golf tournament. We just did this last summer. We raised about $25,000. It was really successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, so we're redoing that. The date is to be determined, but we are shooting for August. So um, just kind of keep your ears open. And then we'll be hitting the Fall Harvest Festival on September 26th. Which um, so will be really fun this year. 
Yes. I know. So continue on with the fall. Cause like I said, that was my very, very, very first event. I volunteered to take photos yes. and it was raining and I was yes. out there in the rain. We were taking photos. That's right. It was freezing. It was cold and the animals were adorable. Oh. And with Marilyn, I know if you're listening, cause you'll be able to watch the replay. She's getting quite the farm animals herself. So yeah. if you want to share a little bit about Marilyn's that. The new, Marilyn's the new farmer of all things. Yeah. <laughs> the, the yes. Small animal farmer. We're going to have many farm animals there, and some of them this year will be some of Marilyn's pets because she has been collecting so many farm animals over the last year. Um, so thank God that she chose that hobby um, so that we can benefit from it. But yeah, just it's going to yeah. be really. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we'll have Tap Wagon and Codfather back out there. We will have all of our carnival games. We'll have the infamous Marilyn York Cakewalk. I remember um, that. We, yeah. Yes, we will have uh, carriage rides, pony rides. Um, it's just going to be a fun day for you to bring the kids out. And It's really so fun. And, and yeah. for people that, like, if you don't have kiddos and stuff, it's a good date day. It's a good yeah. thing. Come bring your girlfriends and go get brunch or vice versa. It's just fun. It's nice to see everybody out. The weather will be out. People are going to be excited to see each other. So it's not just for kids. It's fun for everybody. So just come out, support the cause. Yeah. Have fun in the sun, finally. I know. <laughs> now, since we're getting down towards the close of it, I don't I don't want to, I want to make sure that you both know that, and all your board members tell them how much I appreciate them. We appreciate them. The community does. So if you could give us your website, Monica, and how we can get more about, find out more information. Sure. It's pretty easy to find. It's just nyep.org. So Nevada Youth Empowerment Project.org. Um, if you go on there, we just updated our website. It's pretty thorough. So pretty. Yeah, it's, it's up to date. It's accurate. You can look at, you know, success stories on the girls. You can check out a virtual tour of our program. You can look at our handbook. Um, so if Matt had more, you know, questions or wanted to kind of look in more deeply, um, he could check those things out. But yeah, we've been around a long time. So there's quite a bit of information on there. It's super and detailed, you guys. And so is the newsletter. So if you sign up uh, and then you get a, that's kind of a monthly way to learn. But I love your newsletter. is really good. <laughs> sign up for, I love your newsletter. It's one of the ones I open all the time. Me too. It does a newsletter still. I feel like I'm like the only, I feel like it's such a 90s thing. Is, I don't is, know. Is, you and I Debbie's are the only ones I read. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, so, thank you. Yeah. So Britton, I, you're really, you're involved with the, um, Riverwalk District. Is there anything mm -hmm. coming up and how yes, do we so the Riverwalk District, yes, is back to doing wine walks. And so we're yes. going to be partnering with Nevada Youth Empowerment Project for our 2021 wine walks um, and engaging with them as our nonprofit. So if you want to help two nonprofits and drink wine, I don't see a bad thing in any of this. Um, you can go to our website and get some tickets for that and learn more about um, any up this year and then also about the Riverwalk District and get wine which is I, kind I, of a, a triple win, I think. I like yeah. it. And if you want wine sooner, you can go to about <laughs> And town. if you need wine sooner, you go to Debbie. <laughs> go to wine. It'll get delivered to your door. Go to um, Dorinda's Chocolate. And soon we will have wine at Dulce Vida's new spa. Oh, and Kai will be doing something. And Mari Chewy's, again, mm -hmm. don't forget, this coming Tuesday, go to uh, Deb, call Mari Chewy. You need a reservation. It's only $45. You're going to get wine and amazing food and a chance to purchase a bottle there. 
So we will be um, at Mare Chewy's on Tuesday night. We'll be recording the show on Tuesday, but you'll be watching the show on Wednesday. So that's our new thing. Wednesday's 5 p.m. It's about Tom Depp. I love you, Britt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I nice love to meet you, Matt. Um, you guys have, oh, and hello to Grandma B and Glenda. I always say hello to them. I love you guys. And have a great day. Have a Thank great you. week. Put together with one heart.